you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hello, everyone. Malcolm Rodriguez, Detroit Lions linebacker. You're listening to the El Huddle podcast. Yes, that was Malcolm Rodriguez, also known as Rodrigo. A spectacular guest that we had. We, we've had great guests every week on the El Huddle podcast. Glad you are with us. Hola, que tal? Glad to be with my prima, mi hermana, mi prima hermana, MJ Acosta Ruiz, fresh from Panama. Sound like you had an awesome time. Amazing. 10 out of 10. Beautiful beaches, a little adventure mixed in between. That's a whole other podcast episode, Will. <laughs> mm, that's what we like to call a tease, friends. Teaser. Also a tease is we have a very, very funny comedian on Steve Trevino. He Woo! actually was seen by MJ in person, and he's got a special on... Amazon Prime, huge fan of his. We're going to talk to him about the Cowboys growing up, his background, all of this. And that, and right now, we have our titulares. Woo! Breaking news. Noticieros. Just in. Este breve. And the main, I guess, only one, really, that we've been talking about mainly is the mm -hmm. whole Lamar Jackson thing. MJ mm -hmm. still doesn't have a home. He's been very vocal on Twitter about his displeasure along with reportedly asking the Ravens for a trade. Yeah. Uh, of course, John Harbaugh is like, wait, wait, what? What had happened? Well, this is what happened when he was asked by reporters about the tweet that was sent out while he was speaking to reporters <laughs> at the annual league meeting. John, uh, Lamar just tweeted, uh, as of March 2nd, he requested a trade with the Ravens organization. Uh, it's like a Twitter thread that just went up. Can you comment on that? I haven't seen the tweet. It's an ongoing process. Uh, I'm, I'm following it very closely, just like everybody else is here, and uh, looking forward to a resolution. I'm excited, thinking about Lamar all the time, thinking about him as our quarterback. We're building our offense around that idea, and uh, I'm just looking forward to getting back to football. I'm confident that's going to happen. Do you anticipate him being your quarterback in week one? Uh, I do. You know, you gotta you got to plan for all the contingencies for sure, but uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty fired up about Lamar Jackson. I mean, Lamar Jackson is a great player. Lamar uh, came back in great shape last year. He's fired up to play. Uh, that's the Lamar that I'm looking, for, looking forward to seeing. Can't wait to get back on the grass and go to work. And I'm confident that's going to happen. So you're following him on Twitter and seeing all the posts and the social No, I don't live in that world, Jerry. You know, I'm not, I'm not a real Twitter guy. Uh, have you seen my tweets lately? No. <laughs> I love that. He's like, Twitter? Yes. What are you talking about? I am not on the Twitter. I am not checking tweets. That He's on Snap Face. He's on the Snap Face, on the Book of Face, <laughs> yeah, on the Gram exactly. of Insta. Yeah, that's how I feel. I wish, Coach. I wish we didn't have to tweet. Um, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it was like a planned move by Lamar. I'm not going to say. Mm -hmm. You know I live for the pettiness, Will. Yeah, do. you do. Yeah. I'm yeah. on the petty train at all times. However, it's almost a little off-putting to me because I don't think that an elite quarterback, which is the which is the group that I put Lamar in as a former league Agreed. MVP, yep. needs to be doing this, needs to be tweeting for his life. It's not a knock mm -hmm. on him. I understand why he's doing it. There is he doesn't have a representative. He right? stuck his so heels he, in. It's very deeply personal, right? This is your entire career, and he is the one who's steering the ship. He has made that decision, and it is it is it is his right to do so. But this is how you know that things have spiraled, because you don't need to be out here defending yourself, Lamar. Because the whole conversation, I think everybody on the NFL planet is like, "Pay this man already, get it mm -hmm. done." We want to see him paid. We know he deserves it. We know that he's earned it. I don't want to hear anything sure. about, "Oh, well, he missed the last five games." Whatever. When he's healthy, he is one of the best in this league. And of the 32 teams, not all 32 have an elite quarterback unless that's just the real, real. 
But I think I, if you're at the point now where you, know, you have to go on Twitter to try and defend yourself, like I, I wish that he would just let his his that wall down just a little bit and get a team in place. Somebody who was approved by the NFLPA, a certified agent who can go yes. in there and do the messy, an dirty work for him. Right. Like there is I think there does come a point where you sort of have to be compartmentalized from all of that. You know, I don't want to see him have to yep. get in there and, and, and roll in the muck. Right. Like he's you're too elite for that, Lamar. You're too elite 100% for this. agree. You know? uh, no, I agree. I, I think if he had an agent, the agent would have steered him in the direction of the the offers that yeah. the Ravens had on the table. There'd be back and forth. It gets personal. And I think he would have benefited greatly paying 3% for an agent. Whatever. It just seems to be yeah. whatever. That's that's what the going price is. It's for a drop an in agent. the bucket. We've seen. <laughs> It is. It is. And we've seen Laramie Tunsil, Roquan Smith, other guys do it, but they're few and far between. Mm -hmm. And I think now he's feeling like I'm going to set this up for guys behind me, the Justin Herberts, sure. the Joe yeah. Burrows, the Jalen Hurts. But what's interesting is that the Bengals have said, yeah, we're interested in getting uh, an extension done here in the near future. Justin Herbert mm -hmm. has also said, or at least his representation has said, and the Chargers, from what we know from reports, that they are open to getting an extension done. So Jalen Hurts, too, in the conversation now Jay, about getting paid. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think the representation is needed. And then what's the end game here? I mean, mm -hmm, they have until mm -hmm. July 17th to come up with a long-term contract or at least a one-year contract. And after that, where do they go? And then is he going to then say, okay, I'm going to sign this uh, non-exclusive franchise tag, which, by the way, is still below market what he mm. would be mm -hmm. earning. Mm -hmm. So, so what, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. And right now teams, while they should be out there lining up to, to put forth offers, they haven't. I mean, yeah. I, I guess the, the Colts would be a great spot. You can even throw out the lions cause they got the draft capital, but mm -hmm. they seem to be happy with Jared Goff. I, I don't, I don't know what yeah. the end game here is for him. I just feel like we're seeing this public split up, but they need each other. They need each right, other. Right, right, right. It's just a, a bit of a, of a broken home um, at this moment. I do look, I respect Lamar, not just for what he does on the field, but you got to respect somebody who's betting on themselves, who's going 10 Absolutely. toes down for their own well-being, for their own, you know, longevity, for their livelihood. I get that. I get it tremendously. And I think there was mm -hmm. one tweet where he said like, oh, well, they offered me this, but I still need an agent. It's not. I think he's almost taking it. I would assume by his tweets as as personally as us personally, thinking that like he's, he's incapable smart or something, right? And that's yes, not it. Exactly. That's not it at all. Right. That's not it at right. all. It's just that even if you go from the reverse side of this, from the team side, they don't want to have the conversations that they typically have and are necessary to have with an agent, a representative, with the guy that's going to be in their building every day, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. that's just that's just how it is. Like they want to keep that relationship to the basics like let's amp up our guy this is our dude which is what we've heard from coach harbaugh and i believe that coach harbaugh means that when he says it yep then you get behind closed doors and when negotiations goes down well he's been hurt well he's been this you don't want to hear that stuff i wouldn't want to hear it no no Personally. me neither and, no, and I, I, <laughs> yeah well i mean i couldn't imagine being in those discussions and they've been trying to reach some sort of agreement right. for over two years now this should have been done two years ago it's been so too in long. a way kind of yeah reflects poorly because yeah. in that time we've seen Mahomes get a mega deal and Josh Allen get a mega deal so yep. um, we'll, we'll see how that plays out either way excited for our next guest on the other side we'll be hearing from comedian Steve Trevino it's coming up on the El Huddle podcast you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Uh -huh. 
All right, I'm trying real hard not to fangirl, but we're going to do it anyway because Let's joining us right now is the legend, El Comediante, Steve Trevino, now turned yeah, NFL analyst baby. for the purposes of the El Huddle podcast. <laughs> I'm like, all of this is so crazy to me. You know, I'm a huge NFL fan. And the reason I was late to the podcast <laughs> is because I got to take this off. Okay. And I gotta put that on. Oh, Let's here we go. go. Here we go. go. And, it, and it begins. Mm. I have to. I gotta support. I gotta support the big D. Well, why does it look crooked? It looks crooked. Um, oh, I thought you were just trying to be swaggy. I like it. I like. I don't, I don't know. I I it, works, works, right? it works. No, you it said works, the big D. Like, like you're representing depression because it's the Cowboys. <laughs> like, what's wow. what's the deal? Wow. Dude, well, it wow. has been a rough 25 years. Let's just be honest. <laughs> it has been a rough. 25 years and it has hurt so bad to the like is like i used to make fun of like the raiders right back in the day it was like okay y'all used to be good relax we're the cowboys and now i feel like the raiders Mm. yeah the commitment to excellence all that the raiders would always talk about uh just just win baby none of that stuff so you're so so why do you think that the cowboys haven't been able to get to those Super Bowls and win one. You're gonna make me be honest, aren't you? I, yeah, I, why I, not? I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate it because space. I don't have a. I did not do well in Hollywood because I could not lie. You know, <laughs> people would ha- people would hand me a script and go, "Huh? What do you think?" And I'm like, "Oh, I really wish you wouldn't have asked me. I think it's terrible." You know, <laughs> and 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 in Hollywood, you have to be able to lie. So. You, you asked me why I think the um, Cowboys have not returned to their glory. And yeah. I hate it because Jerry Jones is an amazing owner, horrible GM. And I mm. think that Jerry Jones needs to take his hands off. The tuna said it years ago. If you're going to let me cook, let me pick my groceries. And Jerry Jones also, in my opinion, there's a reason that so many NFL teams continue to be successful year after year, and that is because of culture. It doesn't matter if they have the studs. It doesn't matter if they have big, big stars. The, it is a winning culture. They play as a team. They win as a team. You know, the Steelers have been so successful for so many years without, quote, unquote, stars. They actually create stars. And, um, Jerry Jones continues to try to win a Super Bowl now, so he gets all these individuals to create a team. And I just think that in the NFL, if you're not a cohesive team that feels like, hey, we're out here together, it, it just doesn't work. And, and in my opinion, Jerry Jones breeds this, we're the Cowboys, we're the best, you're the best. And he breeds individuality. And, and to me, you, you can't win football games as an individual and you can't be arrogant and you can't have this idea of, so uh, to answer your question, Jerry Jones. That's a take MJ. That's a take right there. Steve coming in hot. Yeah, no, for sure. So, so let's talk about the scheme a little bit because in the off season, there has been some changes and I feel, I don't know if you agree with this, that over the past few seasons, they've been trying to replace that Amari Cooper production. So now we've got Brandon Cooks coming into the mix. Defensively, we've got Stephon Gilmore coming. Remember last year when all everybody wanted to see was physicality, run the ball, get after it um, out of the backfield. Now Zeke is gone, although Zeke wasn't quite the Zeke that we remember Producing, there. right. Right. Um, So now this next step, I mean, potentially they could go for a a running back in the draft and start building from there. What are are your thoughts? My thoughts are that Jerry Jones came along. He hired Jimmy Johnson and he saw what Jimmy Johnson did to create Super Bowl winning teams. I think that here we are 25 years later. And if you look at what Jerry Jones continues to try to do, he tries to model exactly what Jerry Jones did or Jimmy Johnson did. He's, he's trying to get the big, huge offensive line because that's what Jimmy Johnson did. He's trying to get the magical three. He's trying to get that Troy Aikman. With the, mm. the, yeah, Allen. he's look <laughs> right. I, I think that he's trying to replicate what Jimmy Johnson did. Football has evolved. Football has gotten faster and quicker. And there's, there's schemes on the, on the field that are changing 
so fast and the West Coast offense has come along and, mm-hmm. and there's so many things that, you know, he, he wants to replace Emmett Smith with Ezekiel Elliott. He wants to replace Troy Aikman with uh, a Dak Prescott. And, and I also think that Jerry Jones's ego doesn't let him let go. I think if Jerry Jones comes in and says Dak Prescott is an elite quarterback and he's the best in the league, I said it, and now I don't think Dak is that elite quarterback. And I think now he's doubled down so much that he's going to stick to it, right? And again, trying to make individual moves instead of team moves as a whole, you look at the Green Bay Packers. They continue to compete every single year. There's no stars. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he might be a little out of his mind, but a little, but <laughs> a little, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but then you got guys like Tom Brady that go to Tampa Bay, and all of a sudden, you know, he brings the pieces of the puzzle that he needs. And, and the writing's on the wall. Tampa, I mean, to me, Tom Brady set the standard for elite quarterbacks when he opened up that salary cap and said, I don't have to be the highest player, paid player on the team because I want to spend that money on that defense, which, by the way, that defense is the reason they were able to beat Kansas City because now they're right. not done. They're put, they got a front four that can put pressure on a, on a, kid's like, a kid like uh, Mahomes, and they didn't have to spy him. They didn't have to double-team him, and Tom Brady was smart enough to be able to say, I don't need to be the highest player on the team. Let's spend some money on some defense, and let's go get Gronk. I love that. Well, what do you think of Dak? I mean, Dak – gets a lot of heat too for not producing the results that everybody's expecting. Are you a Dak fan? Do you think that they should look in other directions instead? Like what's your take on Dak? Again, being honest, I, you know, I, I love Dak as a human being. He seems to be a very, very classy young man, which, which I always look for in players. You know, I want to look mm-hmm. for those guys that, that are classy, those guys that are giving back to the community those guys that are that are good. My, look, my seven-year-old. Oh my God, he loves these football players, right? So I want my seven-year-old to fall in love with somebody like a Dak, who is right. community-driven, classy. The 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 guy seems like a, an amazing sure. human being. I, I just don't think he's an elite quarterback. I I think that that he he doesn't pump fake. He doesn't uh, he 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 telegraphs his passes, um, and I don't think that he can make those changes. Uh, up front that other quarterbacks can. I mean, the Manning brothers couldn't run a damn 40-yard dash to save their lives, but they knew football like nobody else's business. Mm. Tony Romo, Mm. undersized, small guy, but God, he knew football, right? Uh, Tom Brady, 45 years old, still able to compete on that level because he knew football, and the guy probably ran a (laughs) 5-2-40. Nobody cares about his 40. The 40 is irrelevant. Nobody cares. At all. At all. <laughs> Let's I mean, one produce. Thing, one thing about Cowboys fans, we know they're going to shoot it to you straight, and they're going to know the sports acumen is just off the charts there. Off the um, charts. Yep. Plus, I think the fandom, too. Like, there's just something about like, – I've only been to Dallas a couple of times, but, like, you can't go two blocks without running into a Cowboys fan. Like, it's, it's part of the tapestry, part of the DNA of the fan base there, but there are other fan bases that would – argue with that steve is there another fan base that you think can rival the cowboys i I will tell you and and my cowboys fans are going to hate me for this in my opinion the best fans are steelers fans in the nfl okay i was not expecting steelers fans okay if you go to pittsburgh if you go to pittsburgh on a friday before a game and i have been in pittsburgh on a friday before a game there is not one human in that town <laughs> that is not wearing Steelers gear. Right. I mean, right, right. old ladies have Steelers earrings <laughs> and little, little babies are wearing little Steelers uh, uh, pacifiers. Uh, pacifier. I mean, yeah. it is. Abs- <laughs> and then if you go on the road like I do and you go anywhere on a Sunday, yeah. you are going to see a Steelers fan dressed to the nines. I mean, I'll yeah. wear a hat. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about they have earrings. You're more subtle. Yeah, I'm more subtle yeah. about it. Yeah, understand. Fans are 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 rabid and the, and they're crazy and they are committed. You know, I don't think they're as big as the Cowboys Nation, of course, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, like my aunt, for example, 
you know, she would, every time we were watching football, she'd walk by and go, who's winning, mijo, the Cowboys? Like, she had no clue. <laughs> you know, mijo, who's, who's winning, the Cowboys? That's good. I'm like, it's Saturday. We're watching college. But, <laughs> but, but thanks, thank you, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Thanks, Dia. I love it. But you meet a, you meet a Steelers, you meet a Steelers grandma, and she knows the game. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Facts. Well, let's let's talk about your upbringing here because uh, MJ and I always talk about it on on our podcast. I mean, I, I've talked about it. It's like I shared a room with my grandmother right. growing up. You know, when I was six years old, and so for you, and you were talking about your your aunt. Like, how was it like growing up? You know, and and having your aunt and and having your parents and having you know, mijo esto, mijo. Oh no, mijo. Like like. Talk to us about your upbringing a little bit. Well, you know, for, I mean, huge family. My mom is one of nine, mm. right? So, oh, okay. and they all yeah. they they all migrated from Mexico. Yeah, I always tell this story. My uncle, who is my mom's oldest brother, he married a woman who was Mexican American, and she actually taught our family Thanksgiving. Right, our family did not know what Thanksgiving even was. Mm. So, really. Right. Think about that for a second. They, yeah. they didn't yeah. they didn't celebrate Thanksgiving in Mexico. So yeah. when they came here, my uncle, my oldest uncle's wife was like, you guys don't do Thanksgiving. That's like so every week, though, like, in a Latino household. Every yeah, week, every week. All so, the fixing. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> well, but, you know, a- after church, it was go to Abuela's house. Yep. Right. Yep. And now it's Sunday and all the uncles would sit around watching the cowboy game rooting them on and it was family time it was barbecue time it was hey we're gonna root for our cowboys and and my uncle's making um plywood dallas cowboy stars and selling them to us <laughs> <You know? laughs> and of course my mom oh yeah Lalo. yes yes Lalo. we want one of those for our house you know? um but where that where that diehard Cowboys fan came, what people don't realize is I'm a I'm a first generation football fan. Right. You I know, my my parents became NFL fans because of the United States and, and Sundays became Yeah, same with my parents. Same. A, a, it was a special day for us on Sunday. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was it was family. It was it was rooting for your team. It was going to church and going to Abuela's house and you know, and, and back then you know, you didn't have access to every single game. No. Right? It was like the Cowboys game yeah. is going to be at one or here noon or three. Yeah. That's it. And if it was if it was noon, then we had to go to church and the men didn't. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they got to stay. I'm at church. With, else. I'm like, how come dad's not here? Like, oh, they're watching the game, Nicole. They're watching the Cowboys, right? <laughs> And, and and being a Texan, you know, uh, I get so frustrated because Texas should have another NFL team, but we can't because there's the fans are not jumping ship. A, a, a franchise is not coming to San Antonio, Texas, because they know that you're not going to get a fan base. Everybody loves the Cowboys, and then Houston, Texas loves the Texans, and that's it. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is large enough, mm-hmm. I think, to house three. Yeah, no, no question about that. Okay, oh, so we, we think about that like upbringing, right? Like that very traditional space. And Will and I have talked about this before. Like my parents also immigrants to the coming country from Dominican Republic. And they their American dream for me was get yourself a good, safe job that's going to put food on the table. And I was like, I want to be a dancer. I want to work on TV. And they were like, I Dios mío. Okay, great. I don't, Not there's what no, we there's had no career. Right. But so how did your parents feel when you're like comedy? That's yeah. what I'm oh, going to do. My, my dad made it very clear to me. I said, I'm going to be a comedian. He goes, then you're on your own. Mm. He goes, wow. don't ask oh. me for money. He goes, don't ask me for money, and I will that's not real. ask you for money. He wow. goes, if that's what you want to do, then knock yourself out. He goes, if you want to go to college, I will help you get through college. No college? Right. Yeah. You're on your own. Yeah. So I, I took it like, a, all right, man, well, I'm going to go do this and, and see you later kind of a thing. And, and, you know, now, years later, he's like, 
I'm the one that told him to go to comedy. Yeah, sí, claro, hijo, claro. I ¿Qué told te hijo, hey, go, mijo, go, go yeah. be a comedian and make us money. I want to be on the field at the Tampa Bay game, son. <laughs> so proud. Um, I yeah, see well, your, your, your comedy store hoodie on there. And oh, yeah. my husband and I went to one of your shows in San Diego back in 2018. Many feels like a lifetime ago. Steve, um, do you remember seeing them? There I mean, there's no? no way, but we did take a photo with you. We were very excited, very geeked <laughs> out. Like, you know, your 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 bits and and all your comments. There we go. Um, oh my god, I like, do remember. So sure. You don't stop it, Steve. It's okay. <laughs> yes, it's because okay. my my wife was there, and we actually commented about your hair. Yes, it's Angela. She yep. always comes. But I oh, bought the Captain Evil okay. shirt that day and everything. And Steve, like when I tell you, like. I'm fangirling because like we quote your stuff all the time. Now we see it on social media, right? The TikTokers are stitching you and they're saying this stuff. My husband put a Steve Trevino line in his vows. Okay. Oh, that's the kind of stuff. You made the wedding, dude. He said, and you made the wedding. We eloped, by the way, in the middle of the pandemic. So it was very dramatic, but he made sure to put that there because it's something that we, we quote constantly. He said, and I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you together together and you know what together, <laughs> together together if you haven't seen that bit i highly recommend um that you go and find it it's about a vegas trip we're here together together not together, alone together. But, yeah, but you know what? I, yeah that that is what is is why i do comedy i yeah. truly do comedy because i am a giver i i i love to host i love to i love to make other people happy you know, people say that all the time. They go, Steve, you know, you do so much when it's my birthday and you go out of your way. And I go, but that that's what makes me happy. Yeah. Making other people happy is what makes me happy. So then when I don't celebrate my birthday, all my friends and family go, well, we want to do something for you. And I go, but that that makes me uncomfortable. I Wait, like being that's the, surprising. I like, wow. I like mm. being the giver. I, I like being the one that, that makes a big deal about somebody else. So when I hear people say, you saved my marriage, you know, oh my God, we were on the verge of divorce and you got us through it. Or my wife got cancer and the only laughter we got was watching you. Those are the things that for me are very special. And that is exactly why I do comedy is for you. So when you say things like that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly why we do it. And that's why I shake everybody's hand after a show. Yeah. You know, because I, I'm number one, I can't believe that you came to see me. And number two, <laughs> you are paying my bills because I get a portion of that ticket. So I look at anybody that buys a ticket as an employer. And what kind of employee would I be if I don't shake my employer's hand? Wow. So that's how I look at things. And, and it's important to me when you tell me things like that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I wish my wife was here. She's out being my wife. But yeah. Um, you know, I will tell her that because we are a team, yeah. me and her are a team, me and her do things together and, and being Latino in this business, you don't have a choice, but to do things on your own and to right. figure You're things on your out. Own. Yeah. You your know? wife also source yeah. material, right? Of course. So a lot <laughs> of, of source material. <laughs> I, um, how, how did that come about where, yeah. where she's just letting you anything that you guys go through where she's shopping because the thing that makes you so great and, and any comedian who's very successful is the relatability. And with all the bits that you have, they're so relatable because I think about that is it's like, you know, my wife is buying things and returning things all the time, right? Oh. Buying, returning, buying, returning. At least she <laughs> you returns. Know? I don't even return things anymore. I'm just like, well, it lives here yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how I am. There's I so tell my material. wife, if I come home with jeans that don't fit, I ain't going back. I'm not going back to the store. Right. <laughs> I screwed right. up. <laughs> but but the reason the reason it relates is because I I I literally I call it a documentary. Mm -hmm. I, whatever I don't make up. Like I don't look at my wife and go, okay, how can I write funny things about her? That doesn't happen. I live it in the house and then I take it on stage. So there's this one joke right now that I'm so happy about and. Renee and I are in this argument and then we both bust out laughing. And I go, why are you laughing? She goes, I, I'm just laughing. She goes, why are you laughing? I go, I'm laughing because you're laughing. And then she goes, 
I just wrote a joke for you. Right. And I go, she's like, you're welcome. Right. And the joke is, I go, when my wife asked me to do something for her, there are no questions asked. I just do it. But when she, when I asked her to do something for me, oh my God, there's questions. Yeah. So all I wanted was for her to buy two cars. Yeah. (laughs) All I wanted was we, we were going on a trip to a water park with some other couples and the other couples were like, the other husbands, they go, let's get cabanas. That way we're comfortable. There's a lot of us. We'll get two. Yeah. I go, you got, you got it. I went to my wife and said, hey, baby, can you book two cabanas? Why do we need two cabanas? Because I'm asking, can you please book two cabanas? <laughs> well, I don't want to pay for two cabanas. Well, baby, we're not going to pay for two cabanas. We're all going to split it. It's going to be split three ways. Can you get two cabanas? Are you sure that we need two cabanas? <laughs> yes, yes, I am sure. That's why I keep asking. Can you get two cabanas? Well, one cabana seats 10 people. I mean, how many people are we going to have? We're going to have 14. We're going to have 14 people. That is more than 10. Can you please book two cabanas? Well, not all of us are going to be in a cabana. And I'm like, just, just and I lose my mind. <laughs> but I literally told the story right now exactly the way it happened. And when people see it, they know it's real. And right. they've been through yeah. it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's where the relatability comes from. No and question. and I mean, it has to have, that's why it's so hard for me to write material. It's hard and it's easy because um, I don't have anything. I, I tell my wife all the time, I go, when you're nice to me for a long time, it's not good for business. <laughs> like, Fair I don't write any, I'm not making any money with you being nice to me. Right. Stop it. But if I go to my wife and I go, can you buy two cabanas? And she goes, of course, baby. I respect you. I love you. And I agree with your decisions. <laughs> End of the career. No career. No career. (laughs) No No hay casa, no hay comida, no hay nada, no No hay nada. (laughs) But but, but I also take great pride. My wife is Latina. I'm Latino. I take great pride in showing America a Mexican-American couple that is very normal Mm -hmm. and very, you know, I, I, I love George Lopez and I always will. But George spends a lot of time explaining how we're different. Right. And I, my, my whole act is mm. we're all the same. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my wife wake well, up every day. We, we try to be the best husband and wife to each other. We try to be the best parents we can be to our kids. And we try to get through this crazy life we're living in 2023 with a smile. And, mm-hmm. you know, we are, we are like everybody else, just trying to make it with a little bit of flavor, you know, and, and, <laughs> You know, my tia walking in the background going, oh, who's winning, mijo? The Cowboys? They're the Cowboys? You know, so it, it, it's, it, it's, it's relatable and it's real and it's honest. And, and that's what makes people gravitate to it. Love it. Uh, no, absolutely love it. You come from a big family. I came from a big family too. And MJ and I, we, we talk about certain ways that say like our our moms were. Like for example, if we were sick, it's all about vapurub. Like literally everything, like you threw vapurub at every problem, it seemed like. If I got the sniffles, it's it's lights out, baby. It's vapurub and, and you know, antibióticos you know like that was the way to do it there was no such thing as going out and getting dayquil or night my dad has these antibiotics from dominican republic i don't know what's in them but you were cured in two days (laughs) well but i also like i'm glad you said that because i also like to show the difference in generations yeah you know my wife is mexican-american when she is sick it is my job to take care of her right yeah and when i'm when i'm sick it's you're being dramatic you're ridiculous you can't be that sick oh my god do you want your mommy and i'm like yes yes i do want my mommy my mom would be here with my mom would be here with vicks with a towel on my head with alcohol in it she would be doing the well we have to acknowledge that when men get sick it is a melodrama beyond compare because we're still no don't do that now all the producers are thank you sis Cause we're still up, we're cleaning it's the house, true. we're running around, Love. we're still running errands, and the guys are like, "Oh, yeah. why?" It's true. You got we're the out. We're out for like three no. days. We're done. I, I love when I get sick, and then my wife is like, "You're being dramatic." And then because we're husband and wife, I end up giving her what I had. Of course. Right. And then, she, and then, and then she's like, "Take me to the hospital." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, oh." 
Now you know what I got. Now you know what I got. If she's at hospital level, then you know it's bad. But I will say this. I do I do believe. Number one, I believe in God. And and I will say that God always makes the mom get sick last. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> my my wife will take care of the kids are sick, then I'm sick, and I don't know how she's doing it. She but finally she's goes taking down. care of all of us. Yeah. And then as soon as we're all good, she goes down. And now yeah. she's sick. No, that's how it is. And yeah. I'm like, that is God's yeah. motherly way Anointed. of going. Yep. Every oh, single time. Were there, were, were there words, uh, Steve, that you would hear um, from family members that you'd never heard before, ones that were made up? Maybe they were in Spanish. Like we, like we had, you know, in our house, my parents were Nicaraguan, so they say, ah, que gran bochinche. Oh, no we say bochinche. Miedo, you know? yeah. uh, but, but those are things like, but no one says, if, if I go to Mexico and I say gran bochinche, they'll, they'll look at me if like, I have three heads. Bochinche is gossip. Anyway. In DR. Yeah, it's, it's gossip. I, I love so, I love more all the Spanish words that they turn English words into Spanish words. Oh my god, yes. Yes, yes, yes. You yes, know, yes. like I te fuliaron. Like they te fuliaron. <laughs> what is te fuliaron? Mira lo, lo fuliaron. Fu, fu, like you fooled me? Is that yeah. Spanish for, you know, you go to Miami and all of a sudden brother. 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 Like what brother. is brother? Yeah. It's yeah. not brother, by the way. It's brother. Yeah. Brother. Brother. Yeah. 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 Or the, like those... all all cereal is Cheerios to my grandma. Yep, it didn't matter if it was yep. Cocoa Puffs, Fruit Loops, like to get a Cheerio. Sure. Oh no, mine was Postosis. 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 No. Get it? Get his Postosis, and I'm like, yeah, I want some Postosis. Every like, day with please. <laughs> How about chocomil? Did you guys ever yeah. have that? Chocomil? That was uh, Choco Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. chocomil. Yeah. Chocolate milk. For you those you put it in the milk? Speak. Yeah, yeah. Chocomil. Yeah. You know, it's like and, there and, were certain things like that. Like, yeah. wait, what? And then it's funny to me, too, because everything is backwards in Spanish, right? So yeah. my, dad would, my dad would call Burger King the King Burger. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, the what? And King Burger. Llevame el King Burger. I go, what the hell is the King Burger? Oh, Burger King. Because if you translate then, it in Spanish, the syntax would flip it. Yeah. The syntax always flips, right? right? Or, or he would say, Cesar Pequeñas. I'm like, little, what? <laughs> not Little Caesars. I'm like, what? Amazing. And then my favorite one lately is um, he's trying to explain it. He goes, hey, mijo, I've been watching a show. Oh, my God. A show in HBO. Tienen nanitos and dragons. I said, I said, I said, you mean Game of Thrones? He goes, yeah, yeah, Game of Thrones. Thrones. I go, Game of Thrones. Yo, you know Game of Thrones. Hey, I watch Game of Thrones. They have midgets. I'm like, Dad, hey, we can't. Say it's, uh, it's too much. You, oh my you know, my father used to say, like, if he was busy, he'd always say, I I'm in the middle of people, is what he would say, you know, with his accent, right? So, you know, there were certain certain things mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. they, they couldn't they couldn't say the words or there were phrases, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it, they, they just couldn't they just couldn't get there, you know, because they Do had you... to learn English when they got to this country. Do you guys right. remember that English in Barreras commercial? I don't remember that one. Por qué se escribe because, pero se pronuncia because. I grew up in New York, so it was like, yes, it's exactly what it was. But, learning English in Spanish, which is, if you think about it, brilliant. But like, it right. was this huge commercial and it was nonstop in our house because all we watched was either Univision Telemundo, like that's all we had on in the house. But people don't realize, people don't realize why the, the Latino loves the NFL and I will tell you why. It is because the Latinos that move to this country love this country mm -hmm. and they love, they embrace it and they love yeah. the opportunities that they have here. And they look at the NFL as a very American thing and they want on board mm -hmm. and they Correct. want to be part yeah. of it. I mean, you know, my dad served in the Vietnam War. He loves this country. Yeah. You know, my dad is proud of this country. My dad watches the NFL and loves the NFL because it is very America. Right. And that's what I hate about sometimes our society, how they, they look at us and they say, well, you know, they must love soccer. Like, no, you are mistaken. Yes. We love the NFL because we love America and we love watching the NFL because it's very American. 
and we get to pick our team and we get to root for our team. And for whatever reason, Latinos definitely migrate towards certain teams. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. You, you know, the, the Dolphins, you know, you want to find Cubans, you're going to find them with their Dolphins fans, right? And and you yeah. want to find the Mexicans, well, you're going to find them with the Raiders or the Cowboys, you know? Right. There's definitely a, a something about, I mean, yeah, even Mexico. Yeah. It, it's a regional thing, and Mexico loves the Dallas Cowboys. You know, yep. and it's just one of those things. They that, love the Niners, as we found out <laughs> this past yeah. season, a lot. Big Niner fans. Big Niner fans. Big fans. But I was also, I, you know, I always tell people, too, they go, well, Steve, you know, how do you know which players are Latino? I go, when you're Latino, you just know. Yes. Regardless you what know, the last name says, you know. all the time. You know. Yes. You know. We, we talk about Tony, all Tony the time Romo, on this podcast. Yeah. Tony Romo, we all knew he was Latino. Mm-hmm. And then, yep. and then you meet his grandma, and his grandmother goes. They go, "Hey, how do you keep how do you keep Tony going?" You know, and she goes, "Con chorizo power." Yeah, I make him chorizo, <laughs> make him chorizo and egg every morning. You know, and you go, "Yeah, there it right. is." You, you know, say, abuelita, qué crees, Jim, qué crees, abuelita? Uh, I don't know, no sé, no sé. That's I always feel like that's team. how he would do it if he was. Tony Romo talking in Spanish. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> to his nana. Yeah, but, for sure. But, you know, we're, we're super proud to be Americans and we're super proud to get behind our NFL teams and and we love yeah. our players. And, and ultimately, you know, the, the the American Latino, we are so assimilated that you, it's so hard to find us because I listen to uh, Mexican regional music. I listen to mariachi I listen to rap. I listen to country music. I listen right. to classic rock. I listen to everything because I was raised with everything. Right. Well, that's the whole thing. We're not a monolith and you can love soccer and you can love American football and you can listen to this. And puedes decir de aquí y de allá. Like both things can exist at the same time. We talk about that all the time. And it doesn't make you I talk any about less the, Latino or any less American, right? Like the World Cup. Mm-hmm. The World Cup, I'm going to root for USA, and when they lose, I still got a dog in the fight. Ha, that part. <laughs> there that you part. go. Yeah. Yeah, I got to root for Nicaragua, right? Is there, if, if they're in it, I'm going to root, root for them. Do they have a team? USA. I don't even know if Nicaragua has a yeah. team. Do they yeah. have a team? Dominican I mean, Republic's still catching up on that. team, but... maybe? I don't know. Um, we got World yeah, Baseball they... Classic. Um, yeah, yeah we did that. Quick, Steve, we didn't you do know, so well. We commented on, 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 the, on the coins behind it. I think anybody who has a, a military family member is from a military family knows exactly what that is. You mentioned your dad served. Um, and I love that you carry on that legacy through Helicopters for Heroes. Tell us a little bit more about that. We, um, you know, I have a passion for our veterans and, and my father being a Vietnam vet. Um, growing up with him, I saw the effects of what happens to a man um, who is a combat veteran, um, much like your husband. Um, and, I, and you fall in love with these guys and you realize that what they went through is unexplainable and, and, and very difficult to deal with. So uh, we got involved with Helicopters for Heroes about seven years ago, and that is my charity. Um, and this year we raised over a million dollars for our veterans and we are 100% volunteer. And we were able to give back 96% of that money to the veterans. And, and, and again, going, going back to staying on topic, you know, a, a Latino has served in an American war since the Revolutionary War. Yep. We have defended this country since day one, and we are very yep. proud to defend this country. And it is important to me to celebrate all people who serve this country, but people like my dad who... You know, gosh, I'm, I'm getting a little torn up here because 4th of July, my dad puts his flag on his tree and he always takes a picture every year, you know, saluting his neighborhood yeah. because he loves this country, you know, proud of, proud of our culture, but we love this country. And that's why I got involved with the veterans because so many people have sacrificed to give us a much better life than had my, I would assume, had my family chosen to stay in Mexico I, I think I would be living a much different life. And oh, of course, yeah. They, yeah. they came here, they came here for that opportunity. They came here to have a home to watch the Dallas Cowboys play after church on a Sunday. That's what it was about. Yeah, no question. 
that's that's and that's the, the i think the the driving force be behind all of us right that we know the sacrifices they made was for this dream and we were able to turn their american dream into our american dream and then pass that right. on to the next generations and, and it looks i mean look how soft our hands are i mean <laughs> you know we're on a we're on a podcast right now talking yeah. you know and, and that 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 is the the american dream but you know, and again, for for the three of us, it what we're doing right now is one in a million, yeah. one in two million, mm -hmm. one, yeah. in, one in five million. I, I tell people all the time, please, on one hand, show on two hands, show me successful Latino comedians. You know, the list is very, very, very short, short. Mm -hmm. very, very mm -hmm. short. Right. I was watching Adam Sandler receive the um, Mark Twain Award for American Humor. And I immediately said, ooh, who has won this before? Not one Latino has ever won a Mark Twain Award. Yeah. You know, no Mexican-Americans yeah. have ever won an Oscar. Now, so for us to be in this business, you know, it is truly an American dream because there's not many of us, you know. Especially when you um, don't have I, the blueprint to follow, right? Like, oh, I've seen so-and-so do it. Like, you have to believe so wholeheartedly in your success and in your talent when there is no no other reference point, no other source material, if you will. And, and I tell people all the time, the, you know, I live in a beautiful neighborhood. I do very well for myself. And I used to think that these rich kids advantage was money. Mm. That is not the advantage. The advantage that my son has now as a rich kid is not the money. It is accessibility Ooh, and it is yes. the feeling and the, and the mm -hmm. feeling of, oh, this should be my life. This is how my life's supposed to be. Right. And I'm going to make this my life. And, you know, possibilities mindset. are endless for him. Yeah, mindset. We, we were at Legoland and, and he, he rides this roller coaster and he gets off and he goes, Dad, we got to put this roller coaster in our backyard. Let's buy one. <laughs> and you're like, I mean, what? of course. <laughs> but I admired the heck out of him. And it made me proud that he believes all things are possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, and, and it has been it has been fun to see your comedy evolve over the years. Love to see the representation. We think you are funny as hell and we're so happy that you were able to come on the podcast. Also, you got a bunch of specials that you've done. Yeah. You got one on Amazon Prime. I mean, you're you're really just a funny relatable comedian and so glad that you're Latino too and that you're you're on this podcast with us. So, Steve Trevino, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on, my friend. Pleasure. Well, you guys have my info now. You have my number. Do not hesitate to reach out. Same, I would love same, to same. hang out. Yeah. Uh, I will be in San Diego doing the Harris Casino soon. We're booking that. Let's go. Um, go. So, you know, anytime you guys want to come, and very quickly, I wanted to get this out. I thought when I was doing this podcast, I thought about this, and I, I take it very serious. If you ever, if you're watching this and you ever said to yourself, Tom Brady should quit, shame on you. Shame <laughs> on you because I could not imagine somebody telling me to quit comedy. Yeah. I could not imagine yeah. somebody telling me that what I absolutely love to do yeah. and put my whole heart and soul into, that one day you come to me and go, you have to quit and you are not allowed to play. So yeah. good for Tom for continuing to play as long as he could and shame on you for saying that he should retire. That's right, Steve. <laughs> there you go, Steve. Boom. I see. Thank you, Steve. That's it. An otro primo. Now an official primo otro. of the El Jaro podcast. Yes. Yeah. Familia. <laughs> Familia, yeah. Thank you, Steve. For real, you're awesome. Tell Renee we say hello. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
Well, I feel like we could have talked to Steve forever, forever right? <laughs> yeah. So funny, just interesting perspective on everything, including his beloved Cowboys, which now brings us to the final part of the podcast, where we put a little bow on things mm -hmm. we like to call E Punto. And for me, my E Punto is I'm living my best life yeah. watching my shows. Yes. Succession. I am watching Ted Lasso and yes. I'm watching The Mandalorian and I'm enjoying all of it. And I am sad to see that two of those three series are going to come to an end. I know. But with all of those series, which I have I've loved them, the 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 drama and what we've talked about, representation that is mm -hmm. in that's in a couple of them at least, I've loved it. Yeah. So that's my e punto. Just, just let me be, let me binge, binge, and and we're we're gonna get into some of these discussions at oh, some yeah. point in time. I'm gonna add one more to your life. If you haven't started yeah. watching Shrinking on Apple Plus, yes, I've heard good Siegel. things about that. <gasps> yes, phenomenal. I binged it in one day. Done. Wow. Actually, okay. no, I'm missing the last Nonetheless. episode of the finale, so I still have a little nugget there. But yes, um, I agree. Off-season life, quote unquote off-season, which doesn't really exist. It's a myth. Whatever that is. Um, yeah. But yes, binging a lot of shows, traveling for sure. Um, mm -hmm. I think that balance, right? When you start finding that balance for, for ourselves, for our own lives, to keep everything, um, all, all, the, all the wheels moving in the right direction. Because sometimes if all you do is work, as much as we love our jobs, we need that little balance. Well, so I'm so glad that you said that. My my punto is actually an exclamation point co-signing on yours. So I love that. Oh. That is my plan for the weekend. It's to binge as much as possible. If you need me, I'm on my couch. That's where you can find me. All right. <laughs> Don't. There's snacks in, in close proximity. That's all we're going to do. It's fine. It's March. We got a month to the draft when things pick back up for us in full speed ahead. Um, so, mm -hmm. so we're good. We're still working, we're still moving, but we're also enjoying um, the, the after the regular season life. So we'll still be rocking with you guys here on a huddle. Of course, if you like what you hear and we know that you do, go ahead and mm -hmm. like, subscribe, share, rate, review, all of those fun things wherever you get your get podcasts. We will be right back here next week. Will, love you, mean it. You love you. Mean it. <laughs> Adios. <laughs>